0: We live in a culture oriented entirely toward comfort, and the church is not immune from this allure. Are we just dissatisfied consumers hoping to find our perfectly customized dream job, dream house, dream vacation, and even our dream church in a perfectly comfortable dream life? When Jesus said that we would do the things he has done, and even greater things, I'm reminded of a Savior who endured the discomfort of the cross to bring us new life and then send us out on his mission. Could it be that we're already living too comfortably for the mission that Jesus called us, his church, his disciples, to live out? This is the Life School Podcast, episode
1: number 215. Welcome to the Life School podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. But this is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Here I am. Here you are. Here
0: we are together again. Together again for another episode on, of Life man? School. I'm good. I'm real good, actually. Yeah. I was just uh, I was just informing you of my flooding and. Uh... Yeah. Oh. Stinky problems that are now mitigated. But yeah. yeah, Walked yeah, in yeah. to
1: see your whole downstairs where we record just ripped apart. My <laughs> carpet missing walls. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Eh, fun. Fun times. But you know, anything else fun recently? First world or? problems. No, I don't know. Do you, what's the Cinco de Mayo thing? That yeah, you just, sing- so it's a it's a. Did c- you do
1: this? I yeah, we always celebrate with margaritas. It's a you know Cinco fifth. Is Mayo is May. So. Margarita,
0: that's your sister-in-law, right? Yeah, Margarita. Yeah, she, she's amazing. 5th May, Cinco de Mayo, like you, Mr. Spaniel. You know, it's, so, and, and for those who don't know, like
1: Cinco de Mayo is actually the celebration uh, that was observed to commemorate the Mexican army's victory over the French Empire at the Whoa. Battle of Puebla. Mr. History lesson here. Today. May 5th, 1862. All right.
0: That's, for many, I would think that would be probably an awesome opportunity for parties, having people around, people oh, yeah. who are super into it culturally, right? If you do it well. Engage, yeah. you know, enjoy what people enjoy, right? I've not been invited to one of those before, I don't think. Next year, Caesar. Let's do it. Next year. Maybe let's... you're
1: living too comfortable on mission. <laughs>
0: We're going to talk about that.
1: <laughs> awesome. So yeah, let's get into it, right? But before we start the show, we want to read a review that came in from Lullabell 1981 who said... <laughs> Love the truth and freedom that is communicated so well in this podcast. Thank you for your Father's hearts and commitment to see the truth and power of what God has provided for us to be reality in every area of our lives, as well as to create sincere, authentic, God-loving communities in our world. You bring hope and clarity to a very confused church. Oh.
0: Well, thanks, Bell. That's so kind. It's, you can start to hear some of the gospel fluency coming back to us in mm. the emails we get and Facebook posts. You know what I mean? It's like, cool, yeah. Like, you know, like just... Like we sound like a different church these days, a little bit, yeah, so, right, I'm loving it, yeah, like, I love it know. too. If only it was more, <laughs> you know yeah, and you, and where else we're seeing it is on the life school,
1: uh podcast group on Facebook, where people yeah. are actually going in and like discipling each other's heart and speaking the truth to one another in love and yeah. pushing the four G's into each other's lives. And that thing
0: exploded with people a few weeks back when I was doing the uh, everyday disciple challenge. Yeah, And um, I'll talk more about this later, but I'm getting ready to do another challenge, different cool. content and a bunch of deep training. Cause it was so fun. And yeah. So we made so many new friends. And so I'll, I'll tell everybody about that a little bit later, but that's coming too. So get in while the getting's good in the Facebook group, right? Yeah, Facebook, jo- join us for that. Just go up so. to Facebook
1: uh, in the search bar, Type in Life School podcast, we'll let you in. Love it. Hey, so today we're talking about the question, are you too comfortable to live on mission? Uh, and let's talk about this a little bit because I
0: want to provide a narrative of what we mean when we actually say living too comfortably. What do you mean by that? I guess what that question belies in my own heart is, is your, is my, are our lives arranged in such a way that, you know, we've kind of set everything up to provide maximum comfort and flexibility, but for me, you (laughs) know, in other words, who... Is the focus of this comfortable life I've built for myself and my family, and and I, this isn't really a downplay on being comfortable. Sure, you know, like, hey man, you got new Lazy Boy recliners. What's what's your problem? I thought you loved Jesus. You know, <laughs> it's, we're not saying that, but it's sure. like, what's the focus of my scheduling and my comfort, and you know, the walls I build, right? And sure, I we all have things that we want to change, and and I know some of our friends listening to this right now are thinking that they lack a lot of comfort in key areas of their life. Sure. And probably most people listening to the podcast right now with us are like me and my flooding issue, it's like it's a first world problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's not like my whole house flooded, by the way, if everybody's wondering, it's like we're I had safe. a bath bathroom overflow. It's a, yeah. But um, but but really what we're talking about is have we maybe as the church and that, and count, that count myself, I count you, We, you know, we're the church. Uh, but have we organized our lives, and many of us, I think, have in such ways that we're just too darn comfortable to make disciples and really live on mission? Hmm. And we've been kind of told it's okay. It's kind of wrapped up in this American dream life and all that. But I want I want to look at and discuss some of the types of things that I'm thinking here. Okay. Okay, because I'm not just talking about having a house full of comfy furniture and TVs in every room. I think there's other things that we get very comfortable with, and I don't want to change it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, how about like our budget? You know, the way we hmm. spend our money. I don't know of almost anybody who ever says like I got a whole lot of extra. You know, just sitting around every month, my wife and I don't know what to do. So we walk the streets and kind of handle five dollar bills. You know, <laughs> throw some at us. So, but yeah, exactly. But how the way we spend our money hmm. uh, is that managed for our comfort primarily, and then maybe we would consider blessing others or sure. using it for discipleship and mission or to build the church and see the kingdom of God extended. How about our personal time? Are we mm. real comfortable with what I do with my personal time? You know, well on Mondays we do this, and Wednesdays and that, and then yeah. Saturdays a day with you know this, and then while well, the kids have baseball or you know f- soccer Absolutely. all week, you know, like that's something that we can get real comfortable with my personal time, my mm. boundaries and all that that it might be keeping us from mission. Yep, you know, I would agree. So I'm too comfortable with the way I use my time that I it's just going to be a bridge too far. I'd mm-hmm. have to change too, much, right? Um, or how about our homes? We're okay. too comfortable with our home that, you know, we don't want to mess it up. We've talked about before real-life conversations that I've had with people who are, I'm all about mission and discipleship. It's sure. like, oh, I don't want those people over here. They got kids, and I don't want my vases broken, you yep. know, or Absolutely. like, you see? We just finally got the new TV. What if they throw something through it? And it was like, whoa, my goodness, you know? Yeah. How about where you live? Hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how often, like real often, weekly maybe, <laughs> you know, monthly, sure. we'll get emails from people or have conversations where people are saying, well, you know, where we live, there just isn't enough people around, or it's this neighborhood isn't, you know, this, that, or the other for mission. Why do you live there then? Mm. Oh, you should see the house we got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, well, it's a great house, or well, it's just, it's only 15 minutes from work or, or mm. something. You know, it's like, are you so comfortable with where you live that you wouldn't move towards the mission yep. or to be, you know, amongst the people God's calling you to? Maybe mm. you've never even asked, right? How about where you work or your job or your income level? You know, a lot of people live right up to their income level and they're not even comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. God, if I can only make more, if I can only make more. But the truth is, you know, we've all had raises, Yeah, you know, we acclimate to that raise. Yeah. Boom. You start buying you know, into that. Level, right. Yeah. You changed, you know, jobs and careers a little bit in the last year. Yeah, You know, you got a little bump in the upgrade there, yep. but I'm guessing you just don't have like thousands of dollars in your wallet now. Like, I don't even know what to do uh, with all this. We, <laughs>
1: we eat a lot more sushi than we did in the past,
0: <laughs> but you know, think about it. Like. You know, do we get so comfortable with that that it's like, well, I'd have to I'd have to lose the commute, and that's like an hour and 15 minutes away, so I'd have to change jobs if we're going to yeah. really invest in our neighborhood and make disciples here. Okay, yeah. you get to, right? Yeah. How about meal times? You know, like, yeah. well, you know, we have a small group, but we never really move towards family life or doing meals mm-hmm. because that just goes too late. And then, you know, my kids are used to eating at five, and, and if we go late, you know, it's like, what? What? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. are we just too comfortable with our schedule when it comes to our, you know, our kids' uh, meal times? How about who our kids play with? I've actually had people tell me that. Hmm. You know, like, well, there's some families in the church that we just don't agree with, and we don't like our kids being with them. And there's neighborhood kids that I'd never let my kids play with. You know, and you're like, yeah. whoa, whose kids are they? Are <laughs> you, you know, right? And so these are there again. These are things that maybe we've grown super comfortable with. Because the heart behind it is, uh, it's my way. Hmm. I've I've organized all this your bedtime of your kids you know people are like oh, oh yeah? I, I have to leave strictly at 8 You're like but we're deep into this discussion <laughs> with these people and they're super broken and they're finally pouring their hearts out yeah but I got to get up at six you know yeah. like well I don't know you were up for the final four you know watching you know March man as you were yeah. up super late you can make exceptions somehow you managed to live through that extra yep. well it's just a week exactly it's just a night so um what you do on holidays some people vacate for the holidays they're very comfortable with the rhythm yeah we get to this lake house da da mm. da well, like whoa, maybe you're too comfortable to actually be with your neighbors. Then, yeah. you know? like, I don't know. So um, the list kind of goes on and on. Maybe how many activities your kids are involved in. Yeah, you know, that's at, a huge one. At school or in sports. Like We're real comfortable with that. It just leaves no time. Yep. Everybody tells me they're so busy. And I'm like, I could just look down this list and say, you're very, very comfortable. Well, I'm actually not that comfortable. Well, then then really lose it. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? Then really get rid of it. You know? um, some of us are very comfortable not having the opinions of others come into our life, meaning, well, in community, people push on you, hmm. and they push on your house, and you have to get your house ready, and I'm not that good a cook, and, you know, I, I, and on we go, right? Yep. And so we're actually comfortable protecting our own little sovereignty and other people's opinions of us by not engaging in the mission or discipleship. Hmm. Well, but I'm a I'll go to church. I mean a Christian. Yeah, you're sitting in silence though, most of that time. Yeah. And in rows. Well, I serve in the children's ministry too. Yeah, they hand you a packet, you tea, but like where yeah. where do you actually have the opinions of others pushing up against you Absolutely. and and you know moving you from unbelief to belief? But well, I'm but I'm I'm a good person. I'm comfortable with where I'm at. Hmm. Exactly. That's and that's sort of the big point here of are we too comfortable in some areas of our life for, for the mission? Jesus said in Luke fourteen, he says um, well, it says in Luke, it says large crowds were traveling with Jesus and, and turning to them, Jesus said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life and stuff, such a person cannot be my disciple. Hmm. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. And then that's verse 27. And it jumps ahead to 33. It says, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Hmm. Now that sounds pretty harsh, you know? And now we're not going to have the time today to get into a big deep study of Luke 14. Jesus is not saying, hey, you know know what Christians do? They hate people. They hate their parents. (laughs) The whole thing is what he's talking about. And in verse 33, I think really sums it up. Those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciple. Where are you finding your comfort in? And if it's not me and my plans and Hmm. my mission and my sovereignty and my protection, my provision, all fill it all up, if you don't give that up, Then you can't be my disciple because you're Lord over your comfort. You're Lord over all that stuff in your life.
1: It reminds me of something. That's what Jesus
0: is getting at. Yeah. It
1: reminds me of a quote from C.S. Lewis who said that if we want a comfortable faith, we best not give ourselves to Jesus Christ. But if we want a faith that's grounded in ultimate reality and one that matures and therefore ennobles us, then Jesus is indeed the way, the truth, and the
0: life. Yeah, exactly. And I think perhaps, I don't know, you know, how much these days this is true, maybe it's a lot in certain churches, but I think that often we have a very man-centered gospel that's Mm -hmm. really about your comfort. Hmm. Oh, well, you're experiencing pain in your life? Accept Christ. You know, say this prayer, and and then, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's true. Jesus wants to be Lord of your life and take you know sure. take sovereignty and rule and reign in your life, but not just so you can get out of a muck and mess that yeah, exactly. you, you know you made, so you can feel more comfortable. Um, you, know, you know that's what's going on. And I think I think that quote that you're referencing from C.S. Lewis is exactly what he's saying: is that Christianity is this life that Christ lived, and I'm reminded of a Savior who endured the discomfort of the cross to bring us new life, His life. Hmm. And then sent us out on his mission to, to replicate his life and, and invite others into this, right? Yeah. So I mean, this is uh, this idea of how comfortable we are and who's lord and ruling over this comfortable life and comfortable faith is. Um, I don't think it's classic historical Christianity. It doesn't remind me of the life of Christ who owned nothing. And gave everything.
1: Yeah, and calls us to come and die with Mm -hmm. him, you know? Yeah. And and I'm thinking as you, even we're going through that huge list, it's really easy for us to want to strategically go after and attack certain areas, which we get to do. But ultimately, we talk a lot about the thing behind the thing, like what's actually driving us to to become complacent or to become comfortable or to become... Build this world of comfort around yeah, us. Yeah, around and us. Be, and I'm not willing to touch it or change it. Yeah, yeah and if we don't go after that heart, then we're going to just... It'll, it'll always shift to something else, right? That's right. And so what do you think's going on when we settle into this life of complacency uh, and protected comfort in these areas? What do you think we're not believing
0: is true about God on a heart level? I think that's exactly where we have to look because otherwise we would—we'll just take a BB gun and start picking off, ding, ding, yeah. all the stuff, right? But then we'll, I'll pick your list off first because yeah, like, sure. I don't know why you need like that big screen of TV, <laughs> you know? Whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. right. I think. I think the 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 thing here is we're not actually believing that God is good and mm. that His life lived would be the better life than our own. Hmm. Like I believe with all my heart, Heath, that. Jesus lived the absolute best human life that any human has ever lived. Sure. I mean, I, I have to how could you I, not how yeah. do you not agree with that, right? And he died and then rose again that we might be brought to new life, his life. And I don't think we believe it. I think, mm. you know, you know, like I look at that, you know, sandals and a robe and the scratchy beard, and I go, No thanks. Mm. This world of comfort I've built for myself, with a little Christianity punched in there, it's better. It's mm. gooder. I don't think we believe God is good, and so we start looking everywhere else for our satisfaction, for our comfort, for our protection, for our provision, for our boundaries, all that stuff. I really think that's that's the thing behind the thing. We don't believe God is that good, and that the life of Christ that he offers would even, just on a purely pragmatic level, be better than the lives we currently live. We hmm. don't believe it. Yeah, we believe he's a good addition. Like, like he's salt on the meal, right? Like. He's yeah. not the ultimate feast. He's... Or he might be good to get my ticket punched out of hell and into heaven. So that's, you know, that's why I said that prayer when I was in middle yeah. school or whatever, or last month, you know, sure. whatever. So he's good if I can get my comfort worked out from him in that sense, but not that I would want his life. Hmm. So I, don't, I think that's the thing behind the thing. We don't believe he's good, that his life would be good, would be better, you know. You know, I'm th- one of the verses that
1: just keeps coming to my mind right now, and I could be pulling it out of context completely, but it's back in Proverbs 29. Uh, verse 18, where it says, where there's no vision, the people perish. And I've heard that talked about in different ways, like where there's no vision, people lose hope, they lose direction. Uh, do you think that often uh, our comfortableness comes from losing sight of the ultimate vision and mission of us being able to to enter into that incarnation? I do. I, it's super
0: insightful. I was just talking to a guy today on a, like a coaching call who said something pretty profound, just kind of been passing almost, but he's a counselor and yeah, super brainiac dude. And he, hmm. he said like, when our goals in life okay. or vision for where we're trying to head is not clear and it's not compelling, then we sort of just crumble into complacency hmm. and lethargy and uh, you know, nothing quite, we're not stoked about it, right? Hmm. And And I think this goes back to this man-centered gospel that was really primarily about me and my comfortable afterlife, but it kind of leaves this life up to me. And we've talked about it before. It kind of leaves it as sin management or behavioral modification. And and I'm a pretty good guy. And look at how comfortable I am. So, you know, um, I I think because we have not been taught the eternal plan of God is to fill the world with his glory Mm. and that the mission that Jesus gave us, his church, accomplishes that. Making disciples who make disciples fills the earth with Jesus, who is God's glory, the exact rep- representation of the Father, Scripture teaches us. Hmm. And I don't think that when we are, quote, signing up new believers, when people are coming into community and starting to walk with Jesus, they understand the high calling that we've been given yeah, as absolutely. co-heirs in Christ, the identity, the authority, the privilege we have. And you think about it, if I signed up for something that I feel like I no longer have a problem with, mm mm-hmm. Cause it's you know I, like the guys came and they scrubbed out my bathroom that overflowed this sure. week and it's all done. I'm not thinking about it, but the night that it, the day that it happened, and before it was mitigated, literally I barely slept because I was sure, like, wow, totally what right. am that right? But if now the rest of my life, I'm supposed to be stoked, you know, about mm. the mitigation of that problem, yeah, and it's already covered. I'm gonna start to just shift back to other lesser loves Hmm. and so i think it absolutely is this without vision the people perish that verse we you know we take it like well vision for what so like we cast huge visions for the church we're putting on new youth and you know something like that you know (laughs) um but i'm thinking like no without the vision of god's eternal purpose paul calls it the mystery revealed. without understanding that we were created and now recreated in christ and empowered by his own spirit a part of this eternal filling the world with God's glory but not as some sort of like lowly you know broken down whipped slave servants though we we're slaves in that sense that Christ is but no as co-heirs as mm. sons and daughters like that's our identity and i think that without that vision and that understanding of the gospel and how everything feeds into that i think we do begin to perish in the sense that we just go, well, I'll just build my own little kingdom and castle over here and get more and more comfortable. And yeah, all wait these for areas. the next Game of Thrones next yeah. week. You know, it's just, yeah. you kind of lose it. I'm living for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, can you maybe give us some ways to identify, like, if we've grown maybe too comfortable or complacent in our faith, uh, or some things that might be keeping us from experiencing life on mission as Jesus called us and commanded us to live? What are some ways or some metrics that we we can use? I one of the first things I think of is. Maybe listening more to the Spirit. After all, he Absolutely. was sent to us as a guide, right? Like mm-hmm. I notice in in seasons of my life where I'm not trying, I'm not intentionally pursuing listening to the Spirit, I tend to lose some of that vision. Um, is it using metrics to judge how we're living? How, how can we identify this and move
0: past this? Yeah, let me let me underscore what you said there. I think listening to the Spirit in this is is always going to be the top line answer, but sometimes sure. we we need that push to even know what we're asking of the Hmm. Spirit, you know, and what am I listening for? And so let me give us seven signs here that we may have slipped into a comfortable and complacent faith and okay. some of these I've gleaned from a book by Brett McCracken called "Uncomfortable: The Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community." Hmm. Pretty cool book about like, hey, sure, <laughs> you know, Christian community, a lot of thorns in there mm-hmm. for your good and God's glory, right? But, but so some of those are from this. But let me just give you seven signs that you may have, and all of these I would say pray over to go okay. back to you know the thing. So, first sign um, that you may have slipped into a comfortable faith, complacent faith, is you still believe that your faith in Christianity is primarily about your afterlife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're still there. You yep. still think like, no, I said that prayer, and I'm over it, so now I yeah. get to just be a good guy and try to sin less, you know? Got the ticket Well, I'm not as bad train. as she is, you know, right? Yeah. So if, if you remember sealing the deal with Jesus that one time when you said a special sinner's prayer, you know, the one that you won't find in Scripture, uh, and now <laughs> you're comfortable waiting for Jesus to return or waiting to someday get to heaven while avoiding the messiness of this world, which mm. is... a Real big part of building this world of comfort around us, then you're probably too comfortable for the mission. Jesus died that we might truly live, living his life here and now, like we just said, in the kingdom of God and showing others the way back home.
1: Hmm. That's good, so man. So that's
0: that's a huge sign. I mean, and that's a global one. Absolutely. But if that's what you think this is about, you've probably lost your vision and you've started to perish in, in comfort. Yep. Second thing is... um, a sign, right, is there? there's no paradoxes or tensions or unresolved questions that you have. Hmm. Like if you never ponder or wrestle with some of the mind-boggling truths of Christian theology, things like the Trinity or the Incarnation or Atonement theology or yeah. the Spirit's presence, you know, just to name a few, then your faith's probably too comfortable. Because it's big hmm. and it's deep, and the Word of God is, is like you can't search it all, right? I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, we have eternity to discover, you know, yeah. this mind-blowing God. Um, this our faith, Christianity. This life in Christ is a faith that leaves you restless and wants to. You want to know more, and you're not satisfied with pat answers, and, and you're not mm. sure that you've grasped all that God has for you. So you you're after it. But if you're living with no paradoxes or tension, you're like, yeah, I'm good. I just I don't know. You, you
1: know, know, it's funny as you said that is is just today at lunch we had I had lunch with our mutual friend William Turbyfill. And you want to talk about a guy who's constantly challenging me and and pushing my Just thoughts. Just had dinner last night. <laughs> yeah, and he said the same thing. He's like, I had a crazy conversation with Caesar last night. I'm having a crazy conversation with you. But I always
0: walk away going, I, I don't have this nearly as figured out yeah. as I thought I did. I, and I think that's good. We're not comfortable with where we're at. Like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's good to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's another sign uh, in your faith. You're never challenged. You're only affirmed. Hmm. So if, if your Christian faith and community rarely, if ever, confronts your idols challenges your sin or habits and beliefs, but only ever affirms you as you are. This is probably a sure sign that you're in too comfortable a place in your faith. Wow. Because healthy community doesn't just celebrate you as you are with the goal of everyone being seen as nice mm. and everybody likes everybody. So we won't challenge or push on much. Sure. But consistently instead molds and refines you into the likeness of Christ through proclaiming the gospel over you and serving each other and all that that life in community is meant to be, it gets to be that is beautiful, but it's necessary and it's uncomfortable at times, that yeah, process, right? Absolutely, man. Okay, so if you're never challenged and only affirmed and you don't like putting yourself in those things, probably too comfortable for the mission. Hmm. Fourth one, another one um, a sign that you may be too comfortable for the mission. Your friends, coworkers, and neighbors are surprised to learn you're a Christian. Okay. You know, it's a sure sign your faith is too comfortable is if if nothing in your life sets you apart, <laughs> mm. you know, there's your life does not demand a gospel explanation ever, you know, and yeah. nothing sets you apart as a follower and disciple of, of Jesus to the point that even those who know you pretty well, don't, mm. can't really tell you're a Christian unless you bring up like, I went to church on Easter or <laughs> whatever, you know, <laughs> so a comfortable Christian is one who easily blends in mm. looking and talking and acting just like his or her not yet believing neighbors in pretty much every way. Mm. That's really good, man. But it is weird, four kind of leads to five, but but very few of your relationships you invest in are actually with non believers. That's another sure okay. sign. Right. Yeah, if, like, you if all like your you friends, got are friends but they don't know your they don't even know like people at work and neighbors don't know you're a Christian. But then on the side, yeah, all your friendships are with Christians. Yeah. Or you don't have many. In fact, you're not even sure of or very interested in where you could hang out to build relationships with not-yet-believers and start to discover who the people of peace are in your life, those people that God has for you to to journey with and help walk with him. Sure. And when we spend a lot or most of our free time within some sort of a holy bubble, holy huddle, our ability to relate to and bear with and communicate effectively with people outside of our particular Christian tribe starts to diminish. Yep, you're absolutely right, ma'am. You know, so that's five. Here's here's a couple more. Uh, next one: a sign that maybe you're too comfortable for the mission. Your schedule is set based on your priorities, and it rarely changes to accommodate others or the mission of discipleship. Hmm. So faith, church, and Christian community, hopefully gospel-centered mission community, is sort of just fit into your schedule rather than your life and rhythms being molded by your life in Christ and His mission. Yeah. We
1: have a we have some close friends that we just, they have the same desire to actually live really intentionally in their neighborhood, but you want to have a, you want to schedule time with them, and it, I'm not joking, it's two months out, two to
0: three months out, because
1: yeah. it's like, no, we got this, and we have this, and then we got to do this, and then yeah, too you're, like, you're actually
0: killing it, yeah. Yeah, too comfortable. It can't, I mean, it can't be. What if someone knocks on your door and they got a problem? Yeah. <laughs> but your brother's crying, your sister's in a mess, you know. It's like, yeah. yeah. And at number seven, which may actually be the top sign, you know, that you're too comfortable for living on mission is you still see discipleship as knowledge acquisition hmm. versus a lifestyle apprenticeship with Jesus in community. And you're just fine with where you're at. Ugh. So if you've read a lot of books and that sat through, you know, loads of Sunday school classes, maybe even taught a few, but you've never engaged your faith or worked out where the gospel speaks into and transforms everyday life mm-hmm. that's what a mission community is about then your comfort and confidence in your knowledge has kept you from experiencing life and discipleship and community the way that jesus hopes and died to give us all wow geez. so but it doesn't have to stay that way okay yeah it doesn't have to stay that way we are all where we are in life and god loves us he understands this he's not surprised by it but we get to choose to engage this amazing mission of god and discipleship in in deeper ways every day starting now if we want to we get to I, and I want to encourage people to get off the pew or off the couch and get into the game, hmm. you know? And I said earlier in this episode that I was going to you know, talk about this a little bit. Um, we did this Everyday Disciple Challenge a few weeks ago. Phenomenal response. I Massive. Mean, so many people involved and thousands of views and thousands and thousands of comments. And just, it's been amazing. Well, I want to invite people to join me for a different challenge. It's called the Discipleship and Mission Jumpstart. Okay. And it's a four-day challenge, and it's meant to just help you really jumpstart discipleship and missional living. And, and it starts at the beginning, so don't get freaked. But uh, we're going to be doing this live starting on May 13th on Facebook, right? Okay. And, um, and let me just tell you real quick, uh, the first day of teaching live is we're going to look at what's the mission. You know, discipleship mm. starts with understanding is what exactly is the true mission that Jesus gave His church, and it may be different than we were taught growing up. Okay. Uh, day two is uh, from acquaintance to disciple. Hmm. You'll learn how to find the people, believers and not yet, who will end up making up your missional community, and how there are people right now who already want to be with you. They, I promise you. Sure. Day three, um, we're going to look at find the right missional balance and we're going to look at how did Jesus balance his time and attention as he moved his disciples from sort of just tire kickers and curious onlookers and what's in it for me to to mature disciple makers hmm. this kind of answers the what do we do question right sure. and then the fourth day we're going to look at intentional eating and i'll show you how to experience grace and community and discipleship around the table and why simple meals with people are a perfect starting point for you know having them join you on mission so people can register oh, cool. for that that'll be on the on the show notes it's free Okay, so I just want to let everybody know about that, but that's coming okay. on May 13th, so go ahead and reserve your spot now, and, and we'll send you all the information. So.
1: Awesome. Well, let's get to the big three for this, uh, this episode, and these are the three big takeaways that we want you to leave with, if nothing else. Like, don't miss these points, and if you want a, a free download of what Caesar's about to give us today in the big three, mm-hmm. all you have to do is go to 123lifeschool.com
0: forward slash big three, and we'll get you the notes right away. Caesar, what are the big three? Okay, Um, if we, uh, it it comes out of that quote from C.S. Lewis that you'd laid on us, man. If we want a comfortable faith, we best not give ourselves to Jesus Christ, (laughs) okay? Mm. But also, as C.S., I like to call him, reminded us, (laughs) if we want a faith grounded in ultimate reality, not our sort of dream world, you know, American dream world life thing, and one that matures us and others in community, then Jesus is indeed the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. Seeking a life of comfort is missing the point. Even in our afterlife, that's... God's glory, seeking Jesus and his glory in all of life is our goal. Amen, man. Second one, God loves us right where we are, comfortable or not, but he's not content to just leave us there. Hmm. And, And I just want to remind everybody, God's not more pleased, nor does he have greater affection for Christians who are less comfortable in life. You know, sometimes we think like when making a choice, let me pick the horrible one. Let's sure. let's pick the hardest thing for my family. You know, no, God loves you the same, okay? Um, he, and, he, and he doesn't have greater affection for those who are seriously engaged with their family and friends in mission of making disciples, but the father sent his son to not only display the life we now get to live, but to empower us by his Holy Spirit to embrace this life. So in love, this is his ultimate desire for all of his kids. Mm. It's you and me. It's beautiful, man. Third of the big three, don't miss this, is choose to engage the mission of God with God by the power of God. Hmm. Let me say it again. Choose to engage this mission, like move from comfort to engagement, but engage it with God and by the power of God. A life on mission is not something that we just are supposed to muster up, you know, and grit our teeth and endure it. And okay, I'm not as comfortable as I used to be, you know, (laughs) having that guy over, you know, (laughs) ask God to guide you into next steps with family and friends. To, to move you know to more deeply engage your faith in the gospel in all of life get the training and equipping and guidance that you need to get started or restarted right away and like i said i want to help you with this so please join me for the discipleship and mission jumpstart. okay yeah some of you are like oh i don't know what time of the day is it? and all that hey i got you covered with replays it's all good get in on this deal
1: get this thing started Awesome. If you want to download what Caesar just gave us again, you can get it for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. And one other thing I was just going to say based off uh, the big three, the third point, um, is if you haven't yet heard the episode back at, I mean, early on in our life school days of episode 136, Why You Need to Get to Know the Holy Spirit, mm. that was a great episode that kind of would, would go. If you're like, man, I'm not done with this yet today, episode 136 Excellent. would be a good part B to this. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Again, thanks for joining us. If you haven't yet left us a review on iTunes, super helpful for us. It it gets the podcast Please out in front of people. subscribe.
0: Yeah. Leave a little review, some stars. It'll take you a whole 60 seconds right now to bless us back. Yeah. And we'll read your uh, we'll read your review on one of the next shows. We'd like to.
1: Hey, uh next week we're talking about what a week in the life of a missional community actually looks like. What yeah. do you do? We're going to go day by day. Uh, Not necessarily like you have to do things this way, but just give some suggestions and kind of paint a picture. Like super
0: outline. Like what does it really look like? Yeah. Yeah, That's where we're going to go.
1: We hope you join us for that episode. That'll be out next Monday. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.